What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But this isn't all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for change makers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good intentions into positive change. Right, practice good. This is Shiloh back with another episode, and I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Sarah Hogue. She is oh man, gosh, how many years do we go back? It's been a long time. <laughs> Over oh, more than like a decade, know, more than, a couple of decades. <laughs> yeah, legit. So, um, my friend, Sarah, um, she actually lives in Arizona and we have been, we've known each other for many, many years. I'm friends with your sister-in-law. That's really how we met. I'm trying to now think like, how did we meet, right? Your sister-in-law and, um, we became friends. We've kept in contact. We were both in ministry for several years. So we had this connection of like both of us, our families being pastors and working in California and, um, and now she's kind of shifted and her family shifted into kind of a new line of work. And I'm so excited because she's here to share with us as changemakers today, a little bit about how we can use photography and branding to make a larger impact in the world through our business. So everybody, welcome my friend, Sarah. Sarah, why don't you tell us what your business is and a little bit more about what you do? So I am a photographer. I'm a lifestyle photographer and I focus on businesses. My tagline is making business personal. So I do lifestyle photography for businesses. I really try and help them get away from that stock photography that's really stale and you know doesn't really communicate uh, the personal side of a business. Even even you know in a doctor's office, as I have you know if you had orthodontists to lawyers to you know your you know influencer next door type <laughs> people, but. Um, it's been super fun and I didn't always do that. I did, you know, just anything anybody wanted me to do. <laughs> I did photography. Like I call myself like the accidental photographer when I first started <laughs> because my, my dad had passed away and I took his DSLR that no one was using and started taking pictures in church. Oh, wow. And there was a large community of people that just kept saying, Hey, will you take pictures of this? We do this. And then I was like, I guess I have to charge at some point because I can't keep doing, you know, all these favors. So yeah, <laughs> I ran away from me, um, for like 10 years. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> until I like took control of what it was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you just did kind of general photography and then you kind of moved and more focused into kind of working with business owners and entrepreneurs and leaders. Like what caused you to take that shift? And did you kind of do that on your own or were you like, did you have a coach or did someone like teach you like, Hey, you really need to hone in your skills and focus on a specific client? Like what brought you to that place? So it was, 
It was on my own, but with the ability of, you know, the amazing internet and all of the resources available, I would say majority free resources, but some really awesome. So I, five years ago, I moved to Arizona from the Bay area. So I had worked at my business in the sense of referral after referral. I was doing weddings. I was doing, you know, maternity and, and families and just all kind of under that umbrella of lifestyle, just true to life or what's going on. And then when I moved to Arizona, I was like, what do I do? Do I just restart? And how do I restart? And I didn't have any marketing experience or branding. And I just had like an identity crisis. Like, who am I? I have to get my dogs to be quiet. (laughs) Who am I? What am I doing? And I fell right into that comparison trap of, you know, like, are my photos really good? Or that girl that, I mean, that person's just amazing. Like, what, who am I, you know, to even like try and get into this market and compete with people. I don't know. I didn't have, I mean, we parachuted into Arizona. We didn't know one single person. Wow. So we didn't have jobs. We just moved. Wow. <laughs> we just decided like, we're going to start life over in yeah. a new state. So that was a big thing. And so dealing with even just like that whole transition, it was like, do I get a nine to five? Do I, you know, so I struggled for the first year of just kind of trying to throw out advertisements and, you know, just try to, you know, meet some people and, and offer like slash my prices and do many, many sessions and yeah. try and get more like markety and, and it just sucked. It was like horrible. I just like, like, I'm not getting anything here. Um, and so I decided that I was going to immerse myself in marketing and branding and I listened to, read some really good books, uh, loved Jenna Kutcher's podcast, would listen to that all the time. But the biggest resource that really um, impacted me was, um, can you take these dogs out of here? <laughs> um, a book called, it's a book, it's a podcast, and it's a framework called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Yeah, he's great. Yep. Yeah. So the... Basically, it's like the story of your business is not your story. It is the client's experience from start to finish with your business. And any good business helps people. And so, especially with my um, ministry background, I mean, I was so used to being in service to people and, and serving and giving. And so I felt so like the imposter syndrome was also on this, like, how do I become this business person? I don't like sales. Mm. I don't like, I don't want to sell myself. I always felt bad even charging people, you know, like I had a bad relationship with money and what, um, that looked like as far as, you know, like charging people or do I give to people who can't afford it? Right. And so that made me a horrible business person (laughs) until, the light bulbs came on of like, wow, my serve, my service, you know, even when I'm getting paid for it, it helps people. Right. And I don't have to be, I don't have to feel weird about that. You know, you provide a service and I provide, I provide a luxury service. That was a big one for me uh, that not everybody needs to have, you know, nowadays people have good enough cell phones and everything that they can get a good family photo. We don't need to cry over people not getting a family photo because people can get a good family photo. If they want a professional, they can hire a professional to do, you know, family photos. But, 
Um, I just really kind of like fell in love with StoryBrand and how it saw people's businesses for the experience they had with another, with another business Mm. or, you know, how that looks. And I decided to just implement that right into mine. And I realized that the best friends and the people that I was making were people that were in the the trenches with me. They were bit, they were business owners and there were other people that were trying to grow and trying to figure out who they were. And so when this light bulb went on of like, it is really all about the client. And what, one thing that Donald Miller always says, and I always feel like I end up like praising him up and down, but it's so true is that you as a business owner are not the hero of the story. Your client is, Yeah, you are the guide. And that's something I could get behind really quickly in regards to like how I serve and help people was yeah. just, I can be your guide. Cause mm-hmm. if you think about it, like with ministry stuff, you know, you're, you're a guide. The person yeah. is the hero of their own story. Sure. You're not coming in to save the day or to be the hero of their story right? or there to help them succeed. And mm-hmm. so that's like where you can kind of just get your head on straight about how your business works for other people. Mm. And, and it, it's no longer sales. It, yeah. it's like you either need me or you don't need me. Mm. That's so good. I was just in this leadership program and we were talking about that exact thing about like life is an enrollment game. We are all enrolling each other all the time. So even in this conversation, I'm either enrolling you in my ideas of this beautiful world, or you're enrolling me in your ideas of the beautiful world, or maybe not beautiful world. Maybe I'm enrolling you in my bad attitude, right? (laughs) And like, And we look at sales so often, especially as change makers, because we're like, oh my gosh, like I can't do sales. I don't like money. Like you said, we, we have a bad relationship with money. We're used to just serving and we can't see how our businesses can be something that is both serving people and also valuable and should be paid for, you know? And so I love that distinction you made of just being able to say, I bring something of value. I need to acknowledge that and know that it's, it, it is a luxury and that's okay. Like I'm acknowledging that my, my time is worth something. And in order to like scale our businesses, we have to get to that place where we understand that we have value. We bring value and that it's not a bad thing to ask for money. I think that's huge. Where did you, like, did you listen to some resources or did you, I know there's a lot of resources out there on money mindset, but, um, what kind of made that shift for you in terms of helping you get from that kind of small scale to growing your business at a, on a larger level with your mindset around money and value? Well, Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money was huge for me. Uh, huge for me. You don't know the money issues you have until you really go and like listen to something like that. I'm I'm an audible junkie. I'm a podcast junkie. I love all that kind of stuff. So, um, like you said before, get in the car and just plug something in and be able to get that information or go for a run and listen to it. You feel like you're just doing two things at once. Yep. And that was the beauty of being able to, you know, the resources we have available. That you know, it's now no longer. Um, you can't have an excuse as far as not getting the answers that you need to the problems. It's about not doing the work. And so uh, listening to her book really unearthed a lot of that. And after reading her book, I, the next month I doubled my income, you know, it was like instantly, you know, she, and then that's what she even talks about because it really is um, 
money is an exchange of, like you just said, value, you know, like the, it's an energy exchange. And so if you are looking at it, like you're not worth it, Mm. then you're not right. And like, unless you really rise to the occasion to charge prices, like we were just talking a little bit about, you know, affordability. I do like to be affordable. I like to say what is worth it for me and what's it worth for my time. But then you get to this squeeze point where I'm at right now, where maybe it's not worth my time or maybe my time is now worth more. And so that's another growth place of like, am I going to rise to the occasion and charge more and actually show up in a bigger and a better way for Mm -hmm. fewer clients or spread yourself then to where, cause you can't do it all for everyone. So, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, That's so good. I was talking to someone the other day, just about this idea of money and value. And they were like, Shiloh, it's not a money issue. It's a self-worth issue. And it's so true. And when, you know, like I remember making that shift in my own mind because I used to be so afraid to charge people anything like you, I come from this church ministry background where like everything is free. You do everything all the time for free. Like you speak for free, you do weddings for free, you do funerals for free. I mean, you do everything for free. Like you work 80 hours a week for free and charging anything you feel like a fraud or like you're cheating someone out of something. And, and you are cheating is, you. You're cheating yeah, you. Yeah. And you're in your family and your children. And ultimately saying yes to everything means you're saying no to some of the really good things or the important things you should be doing. And even as you're talking, I'm thinking like, okay, let's say like you're working 40 hours a week right now and you're charging people X amount of money. But maybe you're going into this new space where you're like, I don't want to work 40 hours anymore. I want to work 20 hours but I still need to make the same amount of money and I'm worth that, you know, and I'm going to put the value and the time into that and my expertise and the years that I have, like, and so we're going to charge double and my clientele might be different, you know? Um, it's a huge, that's that's a big one. My clientele may be different because I, I ended up doing a couple of like, a couple of like, I partnered with a company to do like these, like almost like free, free to them. There were like 50 bucks to them headshots mm-hmm. and they were the worst <laughs> clients, not the people that I work with the partner with, but the, the people who got it for next to nothing, the people that they were trying to attract and reward mm-hmm. didn't value, didn't care and wanted so many different changes and wanted so many different things. And then I had a premium client the next week who wanted zero changes and paid, you know, 10 times more, yeah. you know, than what that client paid. And just got their photos back and loved all of them. Like the majority, like the higher paying clients, they don't even request anything after that. They're just happy. Well, and they value the expertise that you bring to the table. I think that uh, the other day I was talking to someone else and we were looking at their coaching program. We're like, well, what should you charge? Should you charge this or this? And they asked some of their audience. And one person said, if you charge blank amount, I wouldn't even show up because the other types of people that would show up under that price mark, I would not get value from. I, mm. But if you charge double that, I would show up because I know the people that I'm surrounding myself with in that coaching program are going to add value to my life and the conversations are going to be at a different level. And that changed my thought process as well. Like it's a value added that I'm bringing, but it's also this value that they are 
they're bringing in their level of respect for the work that you do as well. So um, I think that's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I had a consultation today with a client who was like, you know, just at the end of the consultation, because she was brought in by her coach, who was one of my clients a year ago. And she's like, you got to talk to Sarah and we're just going to sit, you know, have a Zoom uh, call because she already agreed. She was already sure that she was going to work with me. Mm-hmm. but we hadn't gone through some of the details yet. And, um, she's a author and speaker and coach and, um, dealing with even like trauma and addiction. And then, you know, we went through some of the the stuff that they were talking about and she said, Sarah, you are not just a photographer. Like I've got to stop. And that is my favorite compliment because a lot of people will say like, you're more of like a marketing or a strategist, which is so funny because, like I told you before, this is my weakness. This was my, and we are typically the best to help the person we just were. Oh yeah. So, you know, we're, we're always helping somebody where we were just at and we're passionate about it. Cause we're like, no, no, I know. I see where you're at. I see the problems (laughs) that you're facing and let me throw all of this information at you because I was just there and I got through it. You know, I came to the other side of it and that is really what that story brand is again, to go back to that is look, here's the problem. I see all these problems that you're facing. I empathize with those problems because I've had them too. Here's the competency or, you know, that I bring because I've, you know, the experience that I have and here's the process I'm going to take you through, especially a service-based business. Um, and then like here, you're going to feel, this is how you're going to feel at the end of the rainbow. Like after you, you know, you've worked with me and when I can lay that out for myself and then I can lay it out for the client and because I do um, one minute promo videos for them as well, which I call brand story videos. Um, so then when I'm shooting, I switch over and do video of the same things that I'm shooting, but it's more of that deep dive type content. And then we put this script over the top. So then you've got just a one minute of all the things that we're capturing that are basically what it looks like to work with you in your business. And now we just spent one minute figuring out what you do and it shouldn't be much harder than that, you know, to kind of like get yeah. a, like capture the client that you're looking for that is looking for you. I would say I'm looking for the people who are looking for me. Mm, that's you so know, good. Because you're not, you don't need to convince anyone that they no. need you. Right. You just need to lay out like the problems that these people are already having and mm-hmm. they know they need you. So like, I think one of your questions was even like what types of clients or whatever. I, I'm not a fan of the avatar, like, you know, right. ideal client avatar with demographics. I am of the, I'm the fan of the psychographics, like what's going on in their head mm. where they can see it because I could have two businesses that on the out looks the same, yeah. but they have different internal motivators or they're in different places where they can see that that's how they want to reach their client is by mm-hmm. taking up more of a personal route versus mm-hmm. using the stock photography. If I like, like, let's take a tax accountant, for example, like a CPA. Yeah. There's probably a ton of CPAs who are like, I don't need you for my yeah. business. You know, like I don't need some lifestyle photos from it. And then there's others that do. I have accountants that have their own businesses that are very entrepreneurial and they, um, they want to show like they do their social media and they target other, maybe small businesses and they have courses or they have do it yourself type, you know, bookkeeping. Um, so that's the kind of person that I'm looking for. Not, not the one who's like, 
Like, why do you think that I need you? Tell me, sell me, you know, like, because I've met those people in networking groups. I'm like, (laughs) I don't even really want to give you my spiel because like, I know that we're not a right fit right away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I think honestly, there's people out there that need what we're giving, right? Like we are a solution to a problem. It's just a matter of, you know, I think that's what a lot of copy marketing, you know, branding photography is all about is relaying the message in a way that people with the problem see the solution. And, um, you know, anybody who has a problem, when you see a solution, you're going to go after it the solution doesn't have to come to me and yell at me, you know, (laughs) like, like I'm going to come get you as long as you're communicating that you're the solution. And I feel like that is, that's perfect, especially for change makers as we're making businesses or whatever we're making, like we're trying to create solutions in the world. We're trying to show people a better future, a better tomorrow, a better world. And actually in your line of work with branding and all those things, what would you say are possibly some things that a change maker should consider when they're looking into utilizing photography and branding and marketing to, to relay that I am a solution for this problem. Like what are some things that we should know or we should consider when we're doing that? So I think messaging is always first, you Uh know, like what is your message? And so how you go about like answering, like having a clear path of how your clients work with you. That's a big professional change for people who, you know, say they just teach piano or they have a method of teaching piano or they have a system of teaching piano. You know, you could just be like, oh, I could teach you that or I teach math. Right. Right. So like, again, a service-based business is going to be in that, you know, versus a product-based business, which is more self-explanatory. But a a service, if you're going to take it to more of a premium service, you have created a system, like a a way, a process of how people work with you because you get good results that way. So it's first talking, it's first figuring out that system. And then what does it look like now? Like when you, when you envision, what does it look like to work with you? You know, if I'm, if you're going to do coaching with you or like, what is your process or what is the system or where is it step-by-step and how can we illustrate it? Mm Because I always say good businesses educate and I'm here to illustrate. So if you start to really think through what are the visuals, a lot of people are, you know, working from home or they're doing Zoom calls or, you know, let's get some behind the scenes, but they're professionally done um, a day in a life of like you and your business. So we mainly see the, the pretty pictures that are out there, you know, but there's a lot of other stuff that people, they don't want to just see you as a hero. They want to see, like, take a peek inside your business. And so then I say it's like mentally moved in. To working with you because now they've already envisioned working with you because yeah. you've shown them and then you've, you've talked about it. Yeah. I love that because um, I actually had a business years ago. I was coaching and it was called women who lead. And I did a lot of like kind of this lifestyle photography, but what I feel like, and I, ultimately I kind of let the business die. And I think it was a lot to do with the branding. Like I really felt like I was to my, my niche was too small. Like I wanted to serve both men and women, but my branding was very geared towards women. And also I just didn't like having me all over the place. Um, (laughs) and now I'm like, you know, with my podcast, I don't have any pictures of me, which clearly I need to like (laughs) work on a little bit, but I know that even then I felt like, and I think what you're, what you're hitting on is what I really was missing was just this like really authentic, like 
photographer in my home. Like, who am I really? Because I felt like it was very staged. I felt like pieces of it was like, oh, it's not really me. And it just kind of felt like I was living someone else's business. Even though I was speaking and coaching from my heart, I just kind of felt like it wasn't, it didn't fit me. And I love what you're talking about, just this idea of almost letting someone into your home, even during COVID. Like, what can we do now to update our brand and um, our business by being or using authenticity and vulnerability? And like, I don't know what that looks like, but I really love what you're talking about right now. Well, yeah. I mean, like I, my, some of my favorite photos are like of a mom working on her laptop and she's got like two kids on her or like one hanging over her back that. or something, you know, where it's, yeah. it's like, this is, and then you know how many women slow down and look at that and are like, oh my gosh, that's me every day, you know? Right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and where you're like, go, oh, or they're sitting on the toilet on their laptop with a kid in a bath, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to see that photo. <laughs> I actually have one of those, you know, I didn't, I, I was waiting for her to post it. But <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to see that. You're gonna. It was just it. so funny. Like, I mean, that's what that's what our our lives are much more messy. Yeah. Um, there's a certain element of making it professional where yeah. it's it's clean and it's professionally done. So I always say, like, think of those content points, but then let's take them to a you know looking professional. Yeah. Then that's gonna you know we're visual creatures, and so. Mm-hmm we want to see things that are visually interesting right. and tell a story right? as well. So that's where it helps, you know, like one, you can get a lot of cell phone pictures. Yes. But then two, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, what's wrong? What, why is this not happening? You know? Right. And that's the pain point right there where I find people, they already know they need it. They already trying to get it. I think I posted one the other day, um, like in my, on my Instagram that I said, what the, the client had written me. So I gave him a quote and he was like, eh, it's a little steep, you know, didn't really want to pay it right then. Cause he's an entrepreneur and he has, you know, a lot of expenses. And then I didn't hear from him for a month. And then he said, Hey, Hey Sarah, to be frank, I took a crack at taking some of the office space photos this weekend and they suck. <laughs> we need someone to help with that. AKA you. <laughs> and, <clears throat> he, and he told me in person, he's like, at first I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he went back to take the photos and then they had somebody else try and take the photos. And then he's like, okay, we just need to hire her. Like, like, he was like, when he got him back, he's like, I'm so happy. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a perfect example of what you're saying before is like, look, I'm not here to convince you that you need me. Like I know the value I bring. And if you want this solution, it can solve your problem. Like, you know, and so he came to you because he saw the work you do. He value he he came to this place of valuing what your work brings to the table. <laughs> yeah, right, he didn't value it. it until he went back and tried to do it too, which I right. think is interesting where it's like he knew he needed it. So there's the pain. Mm-hmm. And then there's like it's not quite to the point of like paying the money yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, so you try sometimes to DIY it. I mean, that can be so many things in our businesses, like creating our own website and, you know, like, like our own logo and, oh, I can do this and I can do this. And you can do a lot of things, but when you really want them to look good, like I, Josh would create, my husband would create my logo for me every couple of years when I wanted to update it. But when I decided I was going to do this branding, I thought, you know, I got to put my money where my mouth is yeah. and go through an experience myself of like going after a branding, 
you know, mm-hmm. a person who does design and branding. So I went to um, Amanda Kaskin. She does brand epiphany. Shout out to Amanda. Um, and she took me through, like, you know, filled out all the questionnaires. And I, and that was three years ago, a little over three years ago. And I still love my logo. Mm. And where is when I would kind of copy some, like Josh did a great job of logo design, but basically what it was, was, Oh, I like her logo. I like his logo. Can you do something like that for me? And he would, but it wasn't, it didn't last the same way that Mm -hmm. it did when I had something custom done specifically for me within like a whole branding you know, experience. And it was the most money I had spent on my business. Yeah. And you know how many people can create a logo and like, you can go on Fiverr and spend, you know, 50 bucks. It was a lot more than 50 bucks and, but it was worth every single penny. This is a different level of energy that you bring to the table. And it was a different level of person that you're working with. And I don't know about you, but once I started spending that money on my own business or my own development personally, it was much easier to see why others should spend money on me. You know, like (laughs) when you're not willing to do it yourself, how are you going to share with anyone that you have value and that you, you know, enroll them in your idea? You know, we really have to kind of, like you said, put your money where your mouth is. And then in the process, you start realizing, oh, now I get it. And it's much easier to sell someone, quote unquote, right, to enroll them in what you do because you've learned how to value the work that other people do. And then you know what you can bring to the table too, which I think is so powerful. We have to invest in ourselves. We have to invest in our businesses to, to be able to know that we have something to bring to the table too. So that's super powerful. Yeah. And just the experiences you have with other professionals will elevate you as well. You think of the the experience you're going to give with other people. So unless you're actually working with other people in that capacity, you're not going to feel the need to rise to that occasion either. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, Sarah, I'm going to end with one crazy question for you. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh Put you on the spot. If I were to give you a billboard in New York times square, like, and you were to put one quote or one piece of advice that someone has given you as a business leader or a change leader or someone that's bringing good into the world, what would that quote be to the world? Oh man. I know, right? <laughs> so a quote to the world that would be the best piece of advice for just for you. Maybe it could be um maybe it could be something that you wish your younger version of yourself when you started this all uh, that you knew then, you know, um just it doesn't have to be a real quote from someone. <laughs> it can just I know, I mean, because I'm thinking that my, my mind's going in a couple of different directions because there's a couple of quotes, you know, there's quotes that I live by, which is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh yeah, that's good. And that one's like been, you know, on my wall and it's something that I really believe in. Yeah. Um, through, through business, it's probably, you know, that you're, you're not the hero of your story. Like mm-hmm. you're the guide. I I absolutely love it because it frees me up to just be in a capacity where I help. Um, And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different. Oh my gosh. Those are both great. I'm like (laughs) sitting here going, I need to take notes on that. That last one (laughs) you were talking about being a guide and not the hero. That's so powerful. You know, you can be the hero of your own story, but 
but for other people, yeah, you're helping them be the hero of their own story. So it's like what you're doing for them is really about helping them break through those ahas. And, and I think that goes back to what you, like one of the things within personal branding that I really try and tell people is like, you are not narcissistic. If you put yourself out there to tell you, Hey, I'm here to help you, Mm -hmm. especially when you like want to see people break through then you don't feel so crazy about like posting a picture of yourself, you know, um, I've like gained so much weight even through COVID and like this last year. And so I just put a picture of myself out there that like made me cringe. That was so hard for me, but I'm like, look, I'm, I'm asking other people to show up and get in front of the camera and I've got to do it. I've got to like, and I'm telling all these women, like, you know, you're okay. You got to do it just as you are. And this is the other thing. It's like, I constantly tell them like, look, so uh, at this point in your life, you're 150 pounds. At this point, you're 180 pounds. At this point, you're 200 pounds. Maybe you're back down to 170. You know, like, okay, whatever that number is, that's the number you are at that time. And your number doesn't equal your value. And so just because, you know, in 2000, I mean, in, you know, 2020, you reached a certain weight doesn't mean that you're going to erase the year or they're going to be the dark ages. Like you can have a photo of you at that weight. And if you lose weight, good on you, you know, like, you know, we're good for, you know, it's just one of those, like, you know, like how moms disappear through a certain amount of (laughs) years. Yep. I totally get it. I think the one thing I'm hearing over and over, just the theme that runs through all of this is just being authentic, being real, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, not being afraid to be a solution and to be the guide for other people's story, which I love. And I think as change makers, as people who are really good caretakers for everybody else, but usually not ourselves, this is how we can get behind this idea of branding and putting our pictures out there is that this serves other people. And yes we are, we're putting ourselves out there so that we can help other people and empower them in their call and their purpose and their life and being the hero of their story. And I love that. So Sarah, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It was such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yes. If um, people would like to see your photography or learn more about your branding services, uh, how can they do that? I am on all platforms as Sarah Hoag Photography. It's Sarah with an H, H-O-A-G. And that is on, that's for my website.com and Instagram and Facebook and all the things. So. Awesome. Well, um, thank and you I'm so in much. Arizona. Yeah, I'm Phoenix, Arizona. There you go. Arizona. But I go to California all the time and then sometimes Chicago, but... You know, this weird last year, a lot of things were canceled for some reason. I know, I know. know. Well, thank you so much and stay safe during COVID. (laughs) And um, it was so good to have you. Thank you, Sarah. Wow, there were so many powerful nuggets of information in there for you to take back to your social enterprise, your nonprofit, your business, and make change in your branding, in your photography, so that you're able to communicate your message in a more powerful way. Thank you, Sarah Hogue, for all that cool wisdom and expertise you just laid on us right there. 
You guys, if you loved that as much as I did, make sure to head to iTunes, give a review, uh, write a little something about how much you loved it. Make sure to hit subscribe so you can get updates on all the latest episodes. And don't forget to head to Facebook where we have our Practice Good group that you can look up and our Practice Good page that you can connect with and stay in the know. If you would like to also connect to our email list and get up-to-date information about what we're doing and activities that we will be having, go to www.practicegoodwithshiloh.com and here you can also get a really awesome free gift of a list of powerful social impact resources that I think and know you will absolutely love. Thank you guys for joining us today. I am so thrilled that you're with us and I can't wait to talk to you next week.